Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace. I have been saying for now better part of 15 years, came back to my homeland after being a missionary for a number of years and burdened for my home country, my home nation, began to see that God is bringing judgment upon our land. God will not turn a blind eye to our sin. In America, you're not too big to fail. We cannot just do what we want and think God will simply bless it because we're mighty America. How foolish to think such things. But sadly, I think most of us do. We think that, um, you know, that God's silence is his approval. No, no. Uh, we've been missing the signs. He's not silent. He is trying to, to get our attention. Our country is heading into a disaster. And we see it. We know it. And we refuse to do anything about it. What our country needs is revival, an awakening revival. And I want to talk about that subject here today. And maybe over the next few weeks, we'll cut into this uh, subject from time to time because I believe we need a better understanding of revival. I don't think anyone in our society of our day really can say that they have experienced an awakening revival. When When I say the word awakening, it's a term that is often used when there is a moving of God, when God steps down and the Holy Spirit revival breaks loose. And it not it's not just experienced by a certain assembly or in a certain town. It's like a fire that ignites and burns and continues to grow and consume other uh, locations. And it, uh, and it continues and it uh, consumes the hearts and souls of man in such ways that that you know that they have been taken over by God. Oh how we need a revival like this. Our country is crying out for it so desperately. And the good news is that it can happen. It is within our reach. I love what Leonard Ravenhill said uh almost 30 40 50 years ago now. I'm not sure exactly when he actually said it, but it, it's been a long time. And he said that the reason we do not have revival is that we're content to live without it. Think about that for a moment. Because I think what he said is so, so true. The reason we do not have revival is that we're content to live without it. And I think that revival is within our reach. I've, I've spoken on this. I've studied this. If there's another subject, perhaps, that I have poured many hours of reading, praying, and studying. It's in the subject of revival. I have such a heart, a passion for it. And the, and the reason why I speak about Islam, the reason why I started speaking about Islam, is because I believe that's one of the instruments that God is raising up to bring judgment upon our land, a judgment that will not, 
win, that we'll not recuperate from, that we'll not be able to fight. It's well entrenched. It's well skilled to bring down our nation. It has 1,400 years of history of doing that. And any nation that does not resist the ideologies and teachings of Islam loses their freedom and loses their faith. And there are other instruments that God is raising up here to topple us and bring us to our end, and that is uh, Marxism and and, and, and that poisonous uh, doctrines that has been uh, digested by our children, by our youth. I, I just read something. Uh, I don't know who said it uh, exactly. Uh, they quoted the person, but I, I didn't recognize his name. But it uh, was referring to the days of the Romans. It says, when you send your children to Caesar to be educated, don't be surprised when they come back as Romans. And is that not what we're experiencing with our young people today when they come back from our colleges today because they've been taken over by Marxists? Don't be surprised when they come back as as a communist or socialist. Socialist, uh, Marx taught that socialism is the logical step out of capitalism, and that is socialism. And, and and this is what our kids are being taught and educated to believe and and are espousing, and we shouldn't be surprised. And but you know all these doctrines and all these ideologies are growing within our country, which is poisonous to the constitution that that we live behind. And uh, and and if we allow it to continue to. Uh, blossom the teachings of, of, of Islam and Marxism, it will take uh, us away from our constitution and we will lose our country. We will. This is judgment that is coming. And there'll be other calamities that God will raise up, no doubt. But what we need, let me try to be clear on this. We need a revival. We need a an awakening, a Holy Ghost revival like the ones that we've read of yesteryear of the great awakenings of um, Whitfield and Wesley and and Edwards and and of the second great awakenings of, of Finney and, and so on there, where, where God's hand just, uh, where God steps down, the revivals that we read of over in the British Isles of, of uh, Ewan Roberts there in South Wales and also up in the Hebrides up in Scotland of, um, of Duncan, of, of Campbell, and in the moving of the spirit, and they often use this word, an awakening, an awakening. What do they mean by that? If we don't understand it, I mean, we can kind of fumble our way into it and kind of experience it without really realizing what it is and discover it. But I believe it's far better to kind of have a knowledge of what it is so that we can pray for it and seek for it um, with uh, uh, with knowledge and intent and desire. But let's be clear. Revival only comes through the doorway of repentance. There must be a repentance that occurs, and it, it comes because of an awakening. If there is no revival, Sorry, if there is revival without repentance, then you do not have a Holy Ghost revival and awakening. You have something else. It might be a renewal. It might be a 
you know, a deeper dedication and a passion for God. And, 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 and there might be a renewal in, in people's lives and stuff there, but that's not what, what I'm talking about. What, what we so desperately need, what we so desperately need is an awakening like we heard of in the past. Let's look at Isaiah, the prophet, the prophet Isaiah experienced an awakening and it fits with the very same revivals and things that they discovered, what they said was the awakening that they experienced. And I want to go to Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Here we have the prophet, and, and he sees a vision of God. He is awakened to the holiness of God. In verses 1 through 3, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and and lifted up, and his train filled the temple, and above it stood the seraphims. Each had each one had six wings, and with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. So the very first thing that you know, that we come to in what I believe was Isaiah's awakening is he saw the holiness and the greatness of God. When you examine the testimonies of these revivals, you'll see these things being uttered by those who experienced them. Let me quote to you from Duncan Campbell, a revival that I've done a great deal of research on and studying. And the first thing that that Duncan Campbell said, he said this, and I quote, first of all, of course, it was an awareness of God. That to me was the outstanding thing, the presence, (coughs) the fear of God in the parish. The pastor of the church there in um Uh, on Lewis Island there, Brother Mackay, he testified, you felt his presence and his power on meadow and moorland. Indeed, God was everywhere. You could not escape him. And one of the things that they were so aware of was the holiness of God, that fear gripped their hearts. It was a view and a vision of God that caused them to tremble and fear when they saw, when they experienced this presence of God, when God stepped down. Now, here's the second thing. It's, it's, it's a two-part. There's two parts to this. It's always there, two parts. Number, number one, a vision of God, of his holiness and his righteousness. That's exactly what the prophet Isaiah experienced, holy, holy, holy. Now, look at the second. Look at the second thing that, he, that, that they experienced. Let me read to you from Duncan Campbell. And the main outstanding features was this deep, deep conviction of sin. First of all, they saw the holiness of God. And when, when in that presence, they were also aware of how wretched they were. Their deep, deep conviction of sin. Look at the prophet Isaiah in verse number five. After he has this vision, 
uh, there of the holiness of God. He's in the throne room of heaven and he sees the Lord in his, in, in his glory and his might. And, uh, and then he says, woe is me. Woe is me for I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. My friends, when you are properly under an awakening, you are going to be in fear and trembling of the holiness and the presence of God. And you'll be so aware of your sin, your wretchedness. When I was a missionary, I had a lady in our church who was having trouble with a landlord and she had to move out of her, of her property and paint the walls and restore things back there. And I helped, you know, we, we had some men in the church. We came and we painted the rooms there and stuff. And we put two coats of paint on there. And this man came with a flashlight and just holding it so close there, finding any kind of blemish in, in, in the paintwork and demanding for us to put on a third coat. You know, when you put things under such a, you know, an ex- extreme spotlight, you're going to find error and, and, and problems there. And, uh, and but, you know, when God puts his searchlight on us, oh, it will reveal the crevices and the wickedness and the wretchedness of our hearts that we would have the same reaction that these people did. They would cry out to God for God to have mercy. And an awakening is when God gets his searchlight out and he reveals to us our wretchedness and we will tremble in the presence of God. My folks, we cry out for a revival and awakening, but it won't be a fun experience, but it is what we need. Oh, how we need it. That's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the corner of truth and courage as we continue on this subject.